0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Backyard Blue. (laughs) 2.0. Two brothers talking sports and whatever else comes our way. I'm brother number one by birth order anyway. That's me. I'm Blake Miller. My students call me Mr. Miller. My mama used to call me Moose. And, man, we're still not sure why. I think it's because I was tall and kind of like funny. Moose. Yes, sir. On the other side of the screen is my brother from the same mother, brother number two, the hunt dog, the hunt daddy, the head hunter. My daughter calls him Hump. Hump. What is going on in Freeburg, uh, Illinois these days?
1: We had a beautiful day. Sixty degrees, sun shining. Didn't get to enjoy it, but it was a beautiful day.
0: Yeah, the beautiful some work today.
1: A lot, a lot. A lot Meetings, a lot of driving around St. Louis. Same typical day. Same old, same old.
0: Same places. Yeah. Um, so today we're gonna to get into uh we're gonna we're gonna talk about the the weekend that was in sports uh we're gonna share our highs and lows from the sports and weekend the sports weekend uh we'll get into that and what that means here in a little bit um after that we'll kind of recap where we stand with our playoff draft bet from last week we'll make our pick once again for the uniform battle of the week less to choose from this week um and I regretted my choice from last week like you know last week I picked the uh the Chargers and Jaguars, and the, ja- and the and the Chargers didn't wear the yellow pants. And I was like, dude, that Cowboys <laughs> and Bucks game was just aside yeah. from watching the Bucks play football, like it was a beautiful like uniform game.
1: I will say the Bucks that uniform, it, it I do enjoy their helmets. I love their helmets. But my favorite NFL uniform of all time, outside of like the throwback Cowboys that has like the white sleeves with the blue jersey, but the creamsicle Bucks jerseys. Oh yeah, are are the best, and they should go back to them. They're the best I jerseys of all time.
0: Completely agree uh, on like them being in that class for sure. I I think the this is such a step forward for their their last ones with the like robotic looking numbers, the alarm clock yeah. numbers that they had with Jameis. Man, it's it is better than that. I'll give them that. They had to fix it up for Tom to come down there. Maybe they'll go back to something <laughs> crazy. You know, that, he's, <laughs> now that he leaves, um, after we do, after we check in uh, on our playoff draft and get into our uniform battle of the week, we'll talk some Grizz for a little bit and then. Uh throw some random questions at each other. Uh just a couple each. Uh we try to come up with a name for the segment of random questions, and uh so That's far questions. we've just come up with random questions. So random questions it is, they don't have they may or may not have something to do with sports, uh, but they are quite random and uh do not fit a particular uh topic that we're talking about today. But uh <laughs> You know what? Right before we started recording, we started having a little technical difficulties and two things happened. One, I uh hump couldn't hear me on the other side of the microphone and I got this new fancy mic. I feel like I sound like really nice. Like I don't even like my voice, but I feel like when I listen to it, I'm like, yeah, I listen to myself a little bit just to try to make sure it sounds OK before you guys say something. Um, You can say something anyway. I don't care. Uh, but I had the mute button now. He couldn't hear me. I had the mute button pushed on. I'm sitting here like, what is going on? What is going on? I'm restarting my computer, everything. No, nope, I'm just walking back and forth
1: from my bar area to living room to dining room, trying to figure out if it's me.
0: <laughs> Man, <laughs> oh, we're here. You know, we're here. It's me.
1: Hi. I'm on an old mic. I don't have my last mic because I thought it was me. So no,
0: it's me. Hi. <laughs> I'm the
1: problem.
0: It's me. Um, yeah. That's time it, We it. all agree. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And anytime, really, that's just that's how it goes.
1: Um, how how old did we bring up last time we did this podcast? Taylor Swift got brought up, and then we just did it again.
0: We should just start a. We should start putting a tally mark <laughs> and just seeing how many episodes we can mention Taylor Swift. I got a feeling it's not gonna be the last time she's mentioned on the show today. Like it's a, uh, you know, she's the reason for the teardrops on my guitar. It's okay. Um, <laughs> and then the other thing, I I did not realize how big of a diva I am about my headphones, and I'm like. I, these wires like i feel like i'm back in like 1945 i don't even know if they had headphones in 1945 i wasn't even around them but i feel like i'm like headphones like just this, 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 the wires like i don't even know i couldn't get my airpods to connect i couldn't get my wife's airpods to connect and here i sit with you know these are called earpods did you know like they're not, not just called that. headphones they're called earpods which, what I, I got. I do
1: have a cord, but I, I got these Turtle Beach headphones that I got probably ten years ago because I was going to be an online gamer, oh, and yeah. uh I played online one time with them, and they've been sitting in a box for ten years, and so <laughs> getting good use out of them. But I got to have a cord because the Bluetooth, like for some reason, it has a uh, a microphone that can connect to it. Yeah. And so when you do Bluetooth, it's trying to read the microphone, but the microphone sounds terrible. It's like a gaming mic, right? So. Mm. Um. Yeah, so that's uh, I got the cord, but the theirs are much better than my AirPods.
0: Man, it's technology has come it's so far in a short in amount world. of time. I feel like such a like just such a wimp, sitting here complaining about the wires on my headphones. You're bougie, but like you're bougie, hey, dude. I, I, you know what? I will lean right into that. I'm, I'm proud to be bougie, aka bougie Blake. Hey, I'm gonna add it to the name. I'm gonna add it to the uh-huh. nicknames. Bougie Blake, bougie B. <laughs> Bougie B. I, I, I'm not gonna be one of those dudes who give myself nicknames. I can't. I can't be doing that. Bougie, but yeah. But I'll, I'll own it. So uh, when we talked about we wanted what we wanted to mention today on the show, we knew we wanted to recap the week, the the weekend that was in sports, and uh, we we're trying to come up with a way to talk about it. And Avery, my daughter, is sitting at the dinner table and says. You know, she's like, Hey, everyone, share their high and low for the day. And she wants to say like the best thing that happened, the worst thing that happened. And it just reminded me of when we sat at the dinner table as a family, as kids, when mom would ask you and I to do the same thing. And now you said you, you ask Jackson and Easton and Grady to do the same thing. You guys go around the dinner table and share your highs and lows.
1: Yeah, we do it every night. Or we try to do it every night. If we sit around the table, sometimes we Grizzlies are on and we watch the Grizzlies and don't sit at the table. But if we sit at the table, we try to do highs and lows. Uh, Grady is terrible at it. He has no idea what we're talking about. It always ends up with pooping on somebody's head. Uh, so <laughs> for high and low. So Wee. yeah. So uh, we're still working on his uh, his comprehension of the question. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we still do it. So it's kind of it, it's funny. I honestly, I kind of forgot that we used to do it as kids. But n- you, not that I forgot, because mom's probably the one that brought it up to us doing it here. But uh, yeah, so it'll be fun to kind of bring that to here.
0: So the dinner table meets the backyard blue 2.0 podcast. And uh, well, we'll just get right into it. You know, just just kind of maybe not as awkwardly as it was when we were when we were kids. Mom, <laughs> what's your what's your high today? Uh, ending this conversation right now. Sorry, My low man. is I got Love spanked
1: you. at school. I don't
0: know. I don't know. Yeah. My low was <laughs> having to come up with a low. Come on. Yeah. But it's a little more fun when we talk about sports. So uh, I'll let you lead off with uh, with your highs for the weekend and what you what you thought were good things that happened this weekend. How about
1: them Cowboys, man? Man. Being, a, I've been dreading this game, not for a week for 8 weeks because for 8 weeks it's been leading up to the Cowboys are going to play Tampa and Tampa against Tom Brady and they were starting to look right with Mike Evans catching what three touchdowns a couple of weeks ago and it's like man is this really going to happen we're going to get you know we win we had a chance at the number 1 seed we really did we had a chance at the number 1 seed overall oh, in the NFC yeah. and we're going to end up in the 5 seed and have to go to Tampa and get beat by Tom Brady because he's probably gonna pull something out as as the GOAT, you know, he's just gonna figure it out. And so I've been dreading this game literally for eight weeks because it, it was setting up this way for a long time. And so the C deck and the first two possessions, my God, were brutal. And the C deck come out after that. And he didn't miss a throw after the second possession. And he played unbelievable outside of Maher just having the yips. Um it was it was a great game. I still didn't think it was over till it was over, but it was uh it was fun. I speaking of feeling like you're in the 1945. Uh, my internet went out last night with like four oh, minutes man. left, so I'm watching it on the iPad and they recover the onside kick and uh, or on my phone too. But so maybe not exactly 1945. Maybe like 2012. Felt like I went back 10 years, but uh, great great game. We'll talk about uh, what's going to happen next weekend later on, but. Just to get a playoff win, first time on the road in 30 years. Being a Cowboys fan, I am 30 years old. I don't remember the Cowboys ever winning a Super Bowl, ever being good in the playoffs. So for us to get a win on the road, almost felt like a Super Bowl last night. Like it was, it was a blast. So uh, that's my first high. My second high. I know uh, the past couple weeks for the Tigers has uh, the Memphis Tiger basketball team has not gone to to plan, but. The Kendrick Davis game winner on Sunday against Temple. It probably should have never got to that point. They should have fouled the possession before. Right. But he is a dog. He Man. is awesome. Like He's one of the best college point guards that we've had. Like Jeremiah Martin is probably on that same level when he was here. But he is just so much fun to watch. And especially for his size, there's always something about like smaller guards and being able to get their shots off. And, and the way he dribbles, he's got every move in the book. If he was three inches taller, he'd be in the pros right now. But uh, just that last-second shot, and then the story came out that the play was supposed to go to DeAndre Williams, and he walked up to – was it Chandler Law? No, Jonathan Lawson right before and said, hey, throw me the ball. Like, it, I'm taking this shot. Nobody else is. Like, yeah. uh, if we're going to make the tournament, make, possibly make a run in the tournament, if you have a star point guard, go back to Shabazz Napier or Kimball Walker at UConn. You don't have to have a great team in college basketball. You got to have a great point guard. So we have one. Uh, hopefully they can they can right the ship a little bit. But that was those were my two highs. The the last second shot, and then obviously the them boys getting a uh, a road playoff win.
0: I would say I did not get to watch the uh, the Kendrick Davis game winner. I read about it. I saw it on Sports Center later on. But I did watch that shellacking. That Dallas put on Tampa, and I enjoyed it too. Like I, I'm, I'm not like you where you root against my favorite team. I actually root for your favorite team. Uh, but I, it was, it was really, it was pretty cool. Like I just, to I see root it, against I,
1: the D ride, not, not against your team.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, same difference. You know, uh, <laughs> same, same thing. But anyway, the 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 Cowboys man, they really, they really put it on them. I was, I was really impressed with that. If you hadn't written that down as one of your highs, I would have written it in his mind just because I like Dak Prescott. Uh, and just kind of seeing. Dakota, what I do. I really, I really, I've really liked him for a long time. I know you say they won't win a Super Bowl with him, and that may still be true. But just to get the monkey off your back, I know what that felt like as a Chiefs fan for a, a long time. You know, not not even winning a playoff game. So I, I just getting that road playoff win under the belt feels pretty good, especially when you could do it against Brady. Maybe you send him packing somewhere else yeah. to Vegas. And my
1: one note about Dak, I, I do like Dak. Easton's got a Dak jersey, like. I do like Dak as a person. I think he is a really good quarterback. Like He wasn't supposed to be this. I think my resentment towards Dak, and it's not resentment, I still go back to his rookie year that if we would have played Romo, and I know we went 13-3 and and he was good as a rookie, but our team was stacked, and I think if we would have played Romo that year, we would have won the Super Bowl. But everybody considered Dak like this phenom as a rookie where it was really the team around him, and we had a lower ceiling with him as a quarterback. That's my only – Thing. And maybe I'm a I'm a Romo homer, and I love Tony Romo. But I still believe to this day we would have won, won the Super Bowl if he would have played
0: that year. It's it's crazy. Like most people now just know him as an announcer, and like kind of somehow his career, his great career, is gonna like just fly under the radar. But I mean, he was so good back in the day. Like he I, I he wasn't Mahomes level,
1: him. but he played like Mahomes like before it. Mahomes came around. He, I mean, like he it. he crawled so <laughs> Mahomes could walk.
0: Yeah, there you go. Hey, I appreciate it. Appreciate it, Tony. Well, my favorites, my highs for the weekend, I got three, and uh, I'll be quick with them. The first one, I know everybody saw it. It was the most viral thing over the weekend. It happened on Saturday, which feels like six months ago, uh, but it was Jaws' dunk, cocking that Joker all the way back on Jalen Smith's head uh, in in Indiana. And man, that that dunk, like I wasn't, I was kind of like halfway paying attention to the game, just like doing some other stuff, and all of a sudden you hear this boom like this thunder, like it's, it sounded like it, you know, I I was, I was watching the game, but it was, it was kind of becoming a blowout at that point. So I'm kind of in in one ear and out the other. And like, as soon as you heard it, you turned. So I actually didn't catch it live. I caught it on the, on the replay. You hear Brevin going nuts. You hear Pete going nuts and you hear the crowd going nuts. You heard the thunder and it, man, it was crazy. But the things I actually did see during the quarter you know, where where the, the block that he had where he got like all the way up above the square to block the shot like that was just insane. And then uh, he had this pass this no look left handed pass to Santi. That was just ridiculous, like on the fly, full speed, doesn't miss a beat. His third quarter in Indiana, I'm not sure how many points he ended up scoring, but like just the amount of highlights he can pull off in a quarter is what some people hope to do in a year. And it's not like just he's a highlight dude. I mean, we've There's had highlight guys in the past. There's so much substance to it like he he is legitimately one of the best players in the NBA. We know that. But like on any given night, you're gonna see something you never seen before or a better version of it than you've seen before. He's incredible, man. I,
1: I uh I was in Marion, Arkansas in a Fairfield Inn. And so they don't have ballet sports on on TV, so I was going to pull up on my phone, but I looked at the score, and I'm like, ah, I don't really care about watching it. It's a blowout. And so getting the kids ready for bed, we're going duck hunting in the morning, so we got to be up early. So we're all in bed by like 7.45, 8 o'clock. And uh, I get on Twitter, and I see it, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like I saw the block first, and I'm like, his, he's, he's eye level with the rim. And then a couple minutes later, like I refresh it, and then the dunk app, and I'm like, is this really back-to-back? And I didn't know, like, if it was, like, delayed, you know, they were just showing highlights, like, somebody clipped it. But it was really, like, I think, like, a minute and a half of game time or two minutes of game time that you have two of these just spectacular, like, once-in-a-year type plays for most people, and then it happened within two minutes of each other. Yeah. Like, he's ridiculous.
0: The pass is a top-five play on Sports Center without the other two things happening. And yeah. it just gets buried. Like, how many great plays does he have that just get buried? Because – he's made the spectacular look redundant. like yep. he's, And everybody's that's clamoring for sure. him to get into the dunk contest. I, I don't want to see it. I mean, if he wants to do he's it, a whatever. Game oh, man, I mean, he is a game dunker. But I'm like, that game dunk is more exciting than anything that's going to happen in the dunk contest. Like, I'll put that game dunk up against the stuff that Levine and Gordon were doing against each other a few years ago. Like, I, I mean, like, not, not in terms of quality, but in terms of excitement. You get oh, absolutely! A blowout game like it's like the the feeling of dunking on somebody and watching your favorite player dunk on somebody's head just totally obliterate them. It would never
1: happen, but I, if they want to fix the dunk contest, they need to do like I don't know if you've seen some of like these videos of people just at like a gym or on a outdoor court, but they need to have like Rudy Gobert and whoever like the best Jaren Jackson. And they need to start on one side, and you need to have the best dunkers in the league on the other and come at them full speed and just try to yam on somebody.
0: I, and that's I'm the dunk cool contest. It. It's a I'm tournament cool
1: style. The blocker fun. probably wins. I think you get two attempts, and the blocker probably wins majority of the time just because how hard it is to finish over somebody like that. But, like, but the bigs will never do it because you get embarrassed, right? Like, you're signing up to get embarrassed. But I think that fixes, like – Everybody would be hype. It may only work for like four or five years, but like everybody would be hype. It would be way better than to see somebody go between the legs. Like we've seen it so many times. High school kids go between – Bronny did it in a game
0: the other day. Like It's wild. It's, it's easy yeah. now. It's basic. Yeah. You saying that reminded me of something from high school. And I don't know if I ever told you this, but our high school coach during layup lines – like we'd go a few games with like blowing some contested layups or whatever – And our high school coach would turn it into, all right, we're going to do, we're going to work on contested layups. today. you're going to think you're doing full court, regular layup lines. No. And this dude goes in his office and brings out a broom. (laughs) Like he's like, I'm going to go stand under the goal and just swing a broom at you, which I can't imagine that flies today. Like, in, in 2023, I can't imagine, hey, uh, what's your what's he out for? He got a concussion from getting hit with a broom during practice. Like, it's probably not going to hey, fly.
1: You know the uh, the blocking pads in football that you, like, yeah. put your oh, arm yeah. like this? So, like, I was a manager for Ossipi basketball, and my job was to go against the bigs. Like, literally, you would take that, and you'd have another one in this hand, and when the bigs would go up, you would hit, forearm shiver them and then come across the top and basically like, just hit them in the head with another pad.
0: God, but and that was their
1: – <laughs> Well, then it gets to the point they're like, "Well, you got pads. Like, we'll just go dip the shoulder." So I think I got the worst end of it in most most cases. But, but yeah, this the stuff to try to finish in traffic, like in drills. But anyway, yeah. So that's how you fix the dunk contest, though. Like, give me Ja versus Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert, as I
0: uh, I, want to keep seeing him just dunk on Pirtle all the time. Well. Hey, or just, get, just give some guard a broom either way, whatever. That, that yeah. works too. <laughs> well, that'll be equally impressive. The other high, I got two more highs. I'll be, I'll be pretty quick with these. The, the second one, I don't know how much needs to be said about this. We can talk about it a little later on if we need to. But it's the Jacksonville Jaguars comeback. Again, another Saturday thing that happened what feels like six months right. ago. But it was on Saturday. Jacksonville comes down from 27 nothing to win that game. And I, I swear to you, when they got down 27 nothing. I looked at Anna and I said, "Now, I'm trying to figure out in my head how this is going to end up being the close game. Because like the rule is the Chargers are going to charge her. That's just what they do. Like I feel like you can always count on the Chargers and the Vikings to play close games. Like it doesn't matter, maybe even the Falcons you could put them in there too. It's like it doesn't matter what the score is." But at the end of the game, it's gonna be within a possession. Yep. It's it's it reminds me of like you know on the on the video games you could like uh put it on like the, that close play thing where the, like the, the automatically try to keep the score close like the the mm-hmm. difficulty will start rising and keep the game close. It reminds me of that, and I feel like the Chargers it's lower like, their it's ability. Like you start getting Mario right
1: Kart. Yeah.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Let me get some blue shells. Well, Jacksonville got some blue shells, some bullet bills uh them little crazy eight things where you get all the different stuff they had all that i mean after after trevor lawrence has then slipped on some banana peels in the first quarter lots like, of stars he man he had all over the banana peels, ran out of coins was going the wrong way in the water what's the little dude with on the cloud trying to pick him up he couldn't even do it like it was done <laughs> and all of a sudden they're ready to go he hooks up and has this great second half um Enough with the analogies, but what the heck is Brandon Staley doing? Like, that guy, the offensive coordinator, I talked about it last week. I said there is something about that team that makes them not as good as they can be. There's going to be someone that comes along and unlocks them and unlocks Justin Herbert and unlocks the rest of that offense, but something is missing. Good luck finding the missing ingredient. I don't know if it's Brandon Staley's fault. I kind of, I honestly, listen, I do talk. I will follow him to the abyss just by listening to him talk. But as a coach, Mm -hmm. as a clock manager – like I, I roast Andy Reid all the time about how he manages the clock. He is he he looks like the greatest coach in history compared to what Brandon Staley does. It's like you don't know in the second half that you're just playing against the clock. Like you got to realize that you're not playing against Jacksonville anymore. You're playing against the clock. They get, I mean, they just gave that game away. I mean, yeah. totally gave it away. Props to Jacksonville for clawing it out. I I told you before, I love Doug Peterson. I really like Trevor Lawrence and what they're doing. I I love that team. I hate that the Chiefs are gonna obliterate them so bad this weekend, but it's def- it's definitely gonna happen. Um it's gonna it's gonna be nasty. Y'all never if, recover. If if not, I'll uh I'll eat my words. I mean, I don't know. That it, it's it it feels like it should happen. That was that was fun, and I I I did really look at Anna when it was 27-0 and I was like, this game's gonna be close. Jacksonville might win. Chargers are gonna well, charger. I actually think Jacksonville's gonna win. And then man,
1: I felt I felt really, I felt
0: really like we were watching event. the third
1: quarter in the hotel, and April goes, "Well, this game's over." And I said, eh, "I don't know about that." Like they, I just watched them do this against the Cowboys, and uh, so when we woke up at four fifteen in the morning, I looked at my first thing I did. I, well, I saw your text from like eleven thirty. I've been asleep for two hours, but uh, I looked at it and I was like, "I was like they won," and she's like, "No, are you serious?" I was, "Yeah, I told you that they probably had a chance, but I don't know." It that's just uh coaching malpractice gosh like i don't care what what you like if you just run the ball three times and go three and out like you probably got a chance and just rely on your defense yeah. like you know it that's just terrible but uh the chargers are gonna charge her like you said they're they like uh it's not georgia anymore like it, but the joke was always georgia's gonna georgia and oh, yeah. now it's the chargers are gonna charge her
0: mm-hmm. i mean i feel like it used to be i mean nobody said the chiefs are gonna achieve because that just doesn't even sound right but I mean, there was a long time where you just expected every Chiefs game, no matter how much they were up by, to you know, to, for them to lose or make it close. They still do that. They still make it close. Um, but I mean, they had this similar collapse against Indianapolis in 2013. I'll never forget it because Ann and I just got back from our honeymoon. Get off the plane, we're up big. I'm like, ah, we'll take it slow getting home. Get home, touchdown scored. In Indianapolis, they start charging back. Jamal Charles is hurt, and you know, the rest is history. Was that the Andrew game. The game. That was the Andrew Luck game. I don't want to talk about it. I don't even know why I brought it up. Uh, number three for me, I'm going to keep talking so I don't have to think about that anymore. Uh, the Martin Luther King Day with uh, the Grizzlies. I wish I would have been able to go to the game and be around and all that, but I ended up being home and watching the Chris Vernon show and watching his interviews with uh, Gary Payton and Lou Dang. And I was doing other stuff. And I was listening to the Gary Payton one, and it was cool, but the Luol Deng one like stopped me in my tracks, like listening to it. And if anybody just wants to know a little bit more about him, like go check out Chris Vernon's show from yesterday, Martin Luther King Day. Just his interview with Luol Deng is probably my favorite interview segment that he's done. It's it's if it's not my favorite, it's definitely up there amongst his best. He's had a lot of good ones, but the way he gets people to open up and how he listens to his guests when they talk and ask good follow-up questions and stuff, and then gets them to just talk. Like Lou all dang is freaking cool. Like that, that I, I could listen to him talk all day. I mean, his story and we talk about Giannis and so it was very Giannis like in, in his story, but a lot of stuff I didn't know. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff that I didn't know. I had a like vague idea of what his story was like, but I learned a lot yesterday from listening to that. And I encourage anybody to do the same and go, go listen to it themselves. And,
1: I haven't listened people. to. Yeah, I started the Gary Payton one the day, but um, yeah, that's on my my list so it'll probably be what I listen to to go to go to sleep tonight, turn on and uh, and listen to that. But I haven't listened to it. yet. but like you said he's great at great at getting people to uh to open up and talk and he he doesn't it's not like um he's so good at not just having like set questions he's going to ask. He listens yeah. and then has conversation and it's the same thing like with McAfee when he has people on. It's like he's great. You actually get like a real conversation like interview and it's not a q a because QA just feels so un um uh, it's not personable at all and so they do a really good job at that so yeah that's on my list listen to the night so um i'm looking forward to it because i did I, I saw a bunch of feedback on twitter about how good that, it was that cool. interview
0: was it was like it had the feeling of like he planned on being in there for like 15 minutes and he ends up talking for 40 yeah, and, uh, that's a similar one really if cool. you
1: haven't listened to last year with uh Brent Smith and Zach Myers of Shined Out. Oh, yeah, 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 I listened and to Zach like Myers great. and Vernon are good friends, but, like, Brent Smith doesn't know Vernon at all. And it was really, really good just hearing his story and, and different stuff. So, yeah, anytime he had, like, the Kevin Garnett one, there's all kinds of good ones out there that he's done.
0: And he does it with the Grizz players, too, and gets them to open up. They always yeah. seem to feel comfortable with him. And, like, he has a way of making you feel like you're hanging out with him and the person he's interviewing, and it's just – it's top notch. All right, let's get to the lows. Uh, share your, your lows from the weekend, Hump.
1: So, my first low, and don't have to expand too much, I just think it's a, a personality thing, and I don't think it's uh, – as far as who you want as your quarterback to lead your franchise and why I think Baltimore is having trouble paying this guy is Lamar Jackson not showing up for the playoff game. Like those are your guys, like especially in football, and more than any other sport. Like we saw with the Demar Hamlin thing, like you're going to war every night. Like this is not a easy game to play, and they're beating the crap out of each other. And to not show up for your teammates that you're supposed to go to battle with, like I think that shows a lot for who he is. Um, and maybe I'm wrong, but just not a not a good look. Like you should be there, and when every time Huntley comes off the off the field if you're that guy and a franchise quarterback telling him what happened, what went wrong, what went right, what you think he should do, like there should be some leadership there. And I know he's in a contract debate and maybe it's just, he doesn't want to be in Baltimore and they don't want him in Baltimore. Maybe that's what we find out. But to me, him not showing it, that's a, that's just a bad look. And yeah. maybe I'm way off base, but uh, who knows what's going on behind the scenes. You, you never know. So I'll, I'll throw that out there. Like I'm not going to be 100% like he's a terrible guy. But just from the, the look of it, like you gotta be there.
0: Yeah. You have to be there. Um, so that that's my I don't know if you have any thoughts on it. I do. Uh you know, I I think about this in the NBA too. Like it happens with a lot of teams, but it does not happen with the Grizzlies. They I feel like when one of the star players is out, they are there. I mean, Morant was, Bain was. Jackson was Brooks is when he's out. They're all of Adams. They're all on the bench,
1: like yep. during the game. They get the excited elsewhere. Yeah,
0: and you're getting up for their teammates if they're allowed to stand up. Um, and then I hear about it elsewhere. And you know, it's always what what I feel differently about Kawhi Leonard. About it's what I felt differently about Devin Booker and Chris Paul not being there last night. It's like something's yeah. amiss if your stars don't want to be around your team. Like, what kind of message does it actually send? Maybe there's certain there's extenuating circumstances, like you said. But when it when I notice it, I really notice it in a positive way for the Grizzlies. I know this is Grizz and Ravens, is different different things. But it, it means a lot that the Grizz do it. And I, I think being the quarterback, it probably means a lot that he didn't. just to And I think, like, if he it. already had a contract, he probably would be
1: there. Oh, sure. And so I think this has a lot to do with the contract. So, like, and I'm not – like – the one thing people say you don't talk about somebody else's money like you do what you got to do like if this is how you're going to try to get paid or whatever like i guess do do what you do but to your teammates i think that's a that's a and maybe they don't care but i would like if somebody oh, yeah. especially in a playoff game if it's a regular season game and you're doing rehab like it is what it is but for a playoff game where if maybe you can come back next week and play if they win this game i would be wanting to do everything i can to to give my input or just to be there for the guys. So yeah, that was a that was a bad look. So uh my second low is Joe Burrow. He just in the playoffs and in the regular season too. The last few weeks they they protected him better. But last year, I forget the total number of sacks. I think it was like 19 sacks through their playoff run last year going to the Super Bowl. And then again this past game, he got sacked four times. I know they're missing some some linemen, but and I know in the offseason they tried to to fix this 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 line and and brought in some guys. But man, I just he's so good, he's so talented. I love the way he plays, and it just feels like one of those guys that like in an Andrew Luck situation. Andrew Luck should be the best quarterback in the NFL right now, playing for the Colts. Like if he was still there, he'd probably be it'd be like 1A 1B with Mahomes like he was that good. He was that that dude. And but he got hit so many times. He was yeah. always hurt, never healthy. And I really hope that Burrow is not going down that path because I want to watch this dude for the next 10 to 15 years and like his swagger and just the way he plays football is is so fun to watch, but it just feels like and even despite all that like they still win, but it just feels like he's going to have a, a shorter career than he should if they don't get this line fixed.
0: You know, I, I, I agree with you. I do want to – I think it's worth pointing out they're down by the end of that game, three linemen, three starting linemen, and, uh, you know, three, three of their best linemen, honestly. I mean, I know Ted Karras is probably – this center is probably one of their best linemen. But, like, we saw this with Mahomes in the Super Bowl against Tampa a few years ago in that whole playoff run, how he's just running for his life. And, bro – I guess at least he has some experience doing that, so maybe they'll be okay. Um, but, I mean, it does stink. Maybe it. you got to get some depth. you got to work on getting the depth in the, at, at, at the line. But it's so hard to have quality linemen as your eighth and ninth guys. When you lose linemen, it stinks. It happened with Minnesota this weekend.
1: Like, No, I, I get it, but this isn't like a one-game thing. This has been since he, he's come into the league. Like, Mahomes yeah. had to do it for a playoff run. Like, most people – like, if you have a really good quarterback – like you have a really good line, and they got a great quarterback, and he's been there three years. The first year it cost him an ACL, and they may could have won the super. They probably could have won the Super Bowl last year if they could have protected Burrow. Like, yep. so this isn't a one thing. Like I know they're down three linemen, and got had some injuries this past weekend, but this has been a a three year problem, not a one game problem.
0: This the line this year actually like stunk at the beginning while they were still trying to gel. And then by mid-season, it was actually pretty good. Like it's been one of the better ones. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I hate that for him because he seems like it's back to the same old refrain. I'll share mine uh, quickly and then we'll take a quick uh, little break. Um, my lows, number one, is just being Brandon Staley. It's got to stink right now. Uh, just being, you know, being the only team to go plus five and turnover d- differential and then lose. And to be up twenty-seven. And lose. Like how? Uh the second one, we we already talked about Brandon Sale. No need to keep beating that dead horse. Um, speaking of dead horses, Tom Brady. Um he looked like one yesterday. I know he had a bunch of yards, but I mean, they look like empty yards. It's like it's like Aaron Aflalo putting up 30 points a game on the magic. Uh, it is not, I mean, he it wasn't great. He had to throw 66 passes to get 14 points. I mean, not pretty. Uh, do you are you excited if you're a fan of of the Raiders or the Dolphins or the Titans or the Niners or whoever's going to go get him? Like, are you excited if you get Tom Brady? Like, I'm not. I mean, I never thought I'd say this, but if Tom Brady comes to the AFC West, I actually think if he goes plays for the Raiders, I think the Raiders are worse. No, but I mean, it's not it's not ridiculous to think that. Like, it's it, it's at least like it's not the. I,
1: I think they I think this year was was more about the stuff around what was going outside of him or outside in like his personal life, like the things that he had going on, that was a lot. But that team, their coach, like they were they were terrible. Like really terrible. And uh so I would still if I'm the Raiders, like who else are you gonna get? Like I That's would true. take him. And if you can at least kind of put together an offensive line. Like, I still think he can make a run. Like he's still the goat. I don't think he is what he was, like what he's been, but I think if you have enough weapons around him, like he could still, he's still a top half quarterback. Like he's not in the lower half of the league of quarterback.
0: Oh yeah. Top like, half. He's sure. still
1: better than most than you can, like most quarterbacks you can go out and get. So like, I would still be excited. He's still better than Derek Carr.
0: But I mean, so, to yeah, me, I'd still be excited. He's Derek like gonna make
1: stupid mistakes and he's going to go back with Josh McDaniel. So he's been yeah. with forever. Like I think that could work. Do they win a Super Bowl? Most likely not, but they probably still make the playoffs. He just made the playoffs with a trash team, and their division was trash. But he's – I don't know. I still think – he's coming back, like 100% coming that. back. I think so too. And who better – I think he should go to the Dolphins because who better than throw behind the line to than Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle?
0: It's true. Yeah. Just <laughs> – yeah, put them put them boys on the track and let them run. Um, but with, you know – if he ends up going to the Raiders, like, I, I'm just as a Chiefs fan. I'm not afraid. I'm not. I'm not worried about it. Like I mean, it's whatever. I, maybe you upgrade from the 18th best quarterback in Carr to the 13th best quarterback in Brady, which is probably the range where he falls right now, 13 to 15, something around there. But it's Carr is right, better football. than that. It's true. Oh, don't yeah. remind me. Shut up. Like, come on. Like,
1: <sighs> but I mean, it's not that far removed, and he was still good <laughs> last true. year. Like, people forget <laughs> that. The Rams had one drive at the end of the game, or else they were going back to the NFC Championship game and probably going to the Super Bowl again. So, like, Football they're not, not that.
0: one guy. Like, it, it's just, yeah. it's, it was a situation thing, like you mentioned. But it's still, I, I hated if that was the end. I don't think it's the end. Uh, but I hate to see him go out like that, or at least end the chapter like that. I wanted him to lose, but I, I wanted him to, like, go down swinging and look like a, like a good quarterback. Yeah. And the last thing I'll mention before we take a break is uh, John Harbaugh. I'm I'm aggravated that he's not getting like a lot of heat for his terrible clock management at the end of that game and just the way he handled that game. Uh, they're gonna mess with Huntley about the quarterback sneak and that's a, a, ultimately the decisive blow in the game. But I feel like there should be more dumped on Harbaugh right now, and it feels like he's the guy. He's kind of like in the spot where Doug Peterson was a few years ago, where it's like, all right, you're the you're the guy who could walk around here with his belly poking out and everything like you own the place for a long time. Cause you did and you won us Super Bowl, and that's great until it's not. And I feel like they've reached the point where what you expect from Baltimore is a slightly above 500 season and to barely make the playoffs or barely miss the playoffs. And if they barely make the playoffs, they're going to lose in the first round, even with Lamar. I mean, it's just, I think, I think it's what you expect now. Nobody views them as a real contender. They're such a, f- they're such a steep drop from the class of the AFC, which I I still believe is Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati. They're so far removed from that. Like I don't I mean, really? I I Harbaugh deserves a chunk of the blame for that. I'm not, I'm he should be getting dumped on similar to what Brandon Staley is experiencing right now.
1: He's got a resume.
0: But I mean, the resume recently, if you took off the Super Bowl, I mean which you, which you can't. But the recent resume is not good. It's not good. Well,
1: and I think they, they've completely changed their offense. They kind of went completely against the grain with Lamar. And if Lamar's not there, like, there's no other team, maybe outside of Kansas City, you always have to have a great, great quarterback. But no other team, I don't think there's another team in the NFL, forget Kansas City, that has designed an offense that is completely revolved around one guy.
0: Maybe Hurts with Philly.
1: Maybe, but even still, like, they have enough weapons on the outside that if you I put, agree. like, Minshew, like, I think if you, Minshew, like, he's not great, but if their offense wasn't designed the way it is and it was a standard, like, offense, Minshew wouldn't have the problems that he had when he came in. Like, they would have been able to play well. But because it's, because they run more with Jalen Hurts, like, it's totally different. But um, I don't Maybe know. I the next closest that, example. um. I think that Baltimore relies so much on Lamar that when he's out, it's a bigger weakness or a bigger glare,
0: glaring weakness than any other team. I can see that for sure. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll get back on in just a second. All right, we're back. And I want to quickly check in on our playoff draft from last week. So we'll check the results of this weekend's games and see – uh how we did with our teams. Holmes got a sad face right now. He's he's going to owe me a six-pack of beer it looks like. But maybe not. Uh he had, he had two Still guys Still got on the bye. Chiefs. I'm alright. Two teams on like, yeah. Hey, you, you might be and, and I would willingly give a six-pack for a Super Bowl uh happily. Make that trade every year, honestly. So would you? I got the Cowboys, so I'm, maybe I'm good. Um What if it ends up Chiefs Cowboys? We got to have some like alternate arrangement for that. Like some kind of buyout or something. I don't know.
1: If it's Chiefs Cowboys if the Spike Cowboys win, porn. if the Cowboys win, I bet you're not showing up to the podcast that Monday. And if the Chiefs win, I bet I'm not showing up for the podcast that Monday.
0: Sure. So we'll just <laughs> a quick check in here. Uh, Jags, Chargers. Uh, Hump had the Chargers. Uh, Blake had the Jags. I'm Blake, by the way. I had the Jags. So just know you know, 27 nothing. I was not not sweating it. That, that's how you should feel. Um, 49ers, Seahawks. Hump, you had the Seahawks. I had the forty nine. I'm not knew, worried about that one. Yeah, you knew yeah. You, you weren't getting that one. Maybe a lucky chance you could knock out the Niners, but although uh, it did look a little uh,
1: rough there at the halftime, so Yeah that
0: first half was kinda sweaty a little bit. Um isn't that a word the kids use that these like, it's sweaty. That room is I'm sweaty, I'm sweaty right now. <laughs> Sorry. That's gonna sit, that laugh is gonna that cackle is gonna sound <laughs> real great on the on the record. We have to go back and edit that <laughs> one out. Anyway, uh, Bill's Dolphins, that game was entertaining for a while. Both of those teams were mine, so uh, I was glad the Dolphins weren't the team. the Fighting scholar Thompsons. I was glad they weren't the team to move on. Glad I got the bills out of that one. Vikings Giants, you took the Vikings. I took the Giants right after. Uh, Giants won. But you called that one too. Like you should have taken the Giants. In that one. Yeah, but to out.
1: win the Super Bowl though, like I was going based off of if your your team's gonna win okay. the Super yeah, Bowl, yeah. like the Vikings have a better had a better mm-hmm. chance to make a run than I think the Giants do.
0: It's hard maybe to make a run from your couch, though. It's really hard to make a run from your couch. It maybe is in Matt, maybe in Matt. But I did pick maybe. that one. It's true.
1: If we would have yeah, put a don't. parlay together with the Jags and Giants, we probably would have won some some good money.
0: uh I mean the underdogs the Dolphins covered too, you know. I mean, um if if you took the Ravens late enough, they they covered too. So, I mean, four of the six underdogs covered, and then two of the six won outright. So that's pretty that's pretty cool. Ravens Bengals are both yours. Uh, I I would imagine you probably wanted the Bengals to win just for the sake of the bet in that one, um, which makes sense. And you said they got to get some help. They got to get some O line help. Uh, I heard they were trying to talk Andrew Whitworth to come back uh, and play left tackle for this game. If too late. I know. Uh, but I mean Jonah Williams got a dislocated kneecap. That doesn't sound good. Uh yikes. No,
1: but I'll still uh I'll still roll with uh Burrow. I think he's just that dude.
0: I do too. In all honesty, I do too. Uh then we got <clears throat> Cowboys Bucks. Both of those teams are mine, and I got the team of preference to win uh with the Cowboys. I was much happier with them winning than I would have been uh with Tampa. All right, so moving on from that, we we've got Eight teams left. Hunter has the Chiefs. Hunter has the Eagles. And Hunter has the Bengals left. He had the two teams on a buy, and he advanced the Bengals this weekend. I had to advance five teams this weekend. I got five teams through. So I've got Jacksonville against my beloved Chiefs. They're going to lose this weekend. I got the Bills against the Bengals. That's going to be a key one for our bet uh, for sure. The Giants and the Eagles. You've got the Eagles. I've got the Giants. That one could be key as well. I feel like if I I just want to let you
1: know, uh, our bets are bet. I hate the Eagles with a fiery passion. So I'm rooting for the Giants, even though our bets are bet. I hate the Eagles. I hate the Eagles. So go, G man. I'll uh, hold on one second. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. My favorite helmet of all time.
0: Oh yeah. Go giant. <laughs> I like that one. That one's nice. Uh, good, good helmet. Good team. Good quarterback. Maybe
1: Danny dimes, baby. Danny dimes.
0: Throw it on his Yeah. Saquon's
1: on. The, the guy though.
0: I mean, really? I mean, Isaiah Hodgins showing up the way he did later, you know, late. I don't, I think it's his name. I don't really know. Uh, yeah. Hodgins is his name. He turned into Jerry Rice over the weekend, apparently. Um, yeah, I mean they they looked they looked great. It's not Minnesota's defense though, so that's gonna be that's gonna be a challenge. Philly's got a good defense, gonna be able to bring the pressure. Uh we'll see how that one goes. I, I think it's gonna be a Arizona good game. It on if Hurts though. is healthy or not. Sure. Yeah. I, I yeah. I think it's gonna be a good game, though. I I am really interested in that one, uh for sure. If if the Chiefs lose on Saturday, I don't think I'll watch a football game the rest of the weekend. Like it's just it's that way. But I don't think they're going to. That's just how it goes. But um
1: I will say anybody can score on y'all's defense, so
0: I don't know though. I don't Let's know. See. We play a lot with a lead, and they play they play safe and blitz a ton. So it's a it's a different game plan when it's a close game. Um, the other thing I wanted to say the 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 Cowboys and Niners those are both mine. Uh, I think I'd probably prefer the Forty Nine ers getting through on that one. But honestly, I think the winner of that team, the winner of that game, I mean, is going to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. That's my feeling. Whoever wins that game is going to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. Uh, I would love just for just for fun's sake, I'd love to see a Chiefs Cowboys Super Bowl. Uh, it could happen. This is this is the closest I think we've come to in a long time where it actually feels like I have a real possibility. No
1: expectation.
0: That's fun I though. Feel like, That's I feel fun. Like
1: the good thing about this game for the Cowboys is I know though, like the national media will make it seem like if the Cowboys lose, it's a disappointing season. I honestly think that they're going in with a free swing, which I feel like is a good thing. The pressures on the Niners this year were last year when San Francisco beat us in Dallas, the pressure was on Dallas. And so I think you flip flopped that. And I think if you get a little bit of pressure on Purdy, uh, pressure bust pipes, I think, that, uh, I think you might say, look, he's been great. And it's a fun story, but he has not been pressured yet. And I do think we have the best defensive line in football. And the way Dan Quinn dials up blitz is, is is like he's so good. I think that I think if they can get some pressure, I think we got a real shot. But I'm not uh no real expectations. It's a it's a free swing in my opinion.
0: I mean, you might be right, but the, the Niners, they're pretty good. Yeah. I said it. I said it.
1: You and five thousand other people.
0: Hey, join the club, man. <laughs> you don't know what you're missing, buddy. Uh, anyway, let's uh, let's end right there on that note, whatever note that was. Maybe it was this note. Pretty good, yeah. Um, um, um get, see, he doesn't claim. That's horrible. <laughs> I agree. That's um, horrible. That's why we did it. So, moving off the NFL, excited to see how our bet goes. I think this is a great weekend of football ahead of us, but greater. It's what the Grizzlies have been doing, man. Like we last time we talked, they won eight straight. They won two more this weekend in dominant fashion, man. I really thought they were going to give that Suns game away. They really do kind of have a hard time for a while with those teams that really bounce the ball around, where the ball moves like a symphony with open threes. I mean, Saban Lee, Damian Lee, you know, uh, Tommy Lee were hitting all threes for Phoenix. Um, it, it it really feels like. They they struggle with those teams for a little bit, but as soon as they hit their groove, man, they are a tremendous third quarter team. They really put their feet on people's throats in the third quarter. And I don't know if halftime adjustments are a real thing. The Mannings have made me like skeptical of that in every sport now with the, all that. But it's like reinforcing, like what you have to do. Is is to me yeah. the, the, like what happens there, or you get a like a, a re- refresh of your rotations that kind of stuff. Maybe it's that. They are amazing in the third quarter. And it's just been a constant refrain in all these wins where they just – they may be playing with their food in the first half and they come out and just bury teams in the third quarter. It's really impressive. I,
1: I think a lot of it is that, that like you said, I think they – I feel like jaw really gets a feel of the game. And, like, in the first half he kind of is is distributing – and there's some games he comes out the first quarter and, and is looking the score. But there's a lot of times that he's kind of filling it out. And I really do think a lot of it is just him filling out the game and figuring out what's going on. And in the third quarter, because I think – I believe this is true that he's the highest scoring uh, player in the third quarter in the NBA this year. Might be. And I think a lot of it is he kind of figures out what the defense is going to do with him and completely adjusts his game to it. Like, do we need to run hard pick and rolls and have Adams dive hard to the goal? Do we need to do I need to pass the ball because they're they're sagging off Bain to give help to me. Like there's so many things. Is Jaron open down low? Like, do we need to give give him the ball? Like there's just I feel like he, he figures out the game and 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 really dissects the defense. And when they come out in the third quarter, it is just like he knows exactly what he wants to do and he's gonna do it. And you can't stop him. Yeah. They this team, more so than last year reminds me so much, was it 14-15 Warriors or fifteen, sixteen? where it was like the third quarter, the wave came and they, they buried people.
0: Yeah, oh yeah.
1: It is the same exact thing. It's not in the same way because Golden State was, we're going to kill you with, we're going to hit nine threes in a quarter and just bury you. It's a totally different way, but it, it's similar just in the fact that it's third quarter, we come out. We know exactly what we want to do. We're gonna put our foot on your throat, and the game's over. Like that's it. You can't do anything about it. And I want to see it against better competition. The competition has been lesser over the, the past ten games. It started off with Toronto and New Orleans and uh, Sacramento, so you had some good teams to start off. But the talent, the the teams have been lesser the last five or six games. But I don't think it really matters. I think they're, I think they're just really good, and they just do do what they have to do against whoever they're playing. Whoever they're going to go against, they're going to bury. And, uh, man, I was looking at the schedule. I don't see why. Obviously, you can get caught at any time, but they could rattle off 15, 16, 17 in a row with the schedule coming up.
0: It It's possible. <clears throat> it's definitely. Although they can
1: go on the road and we haven't been a good road team, but hopefully we figure that out.
0: We have Cleveland next and then uh, – Then you start
1: a West Coast trip. It's yeah, like West L.A., Coast, Sacramento, Golden State. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know you end with Minnesota, but it's going to be a tough road trip. But man, if I feel like sometimes those long road trips, they don't need to come together. But there's something about going on that long road trip that like really gels you again. And hopefully that happens where they they can kind of get their road woes figured out. And uh, if they could go four and one, or I think that's a five game road trip, four and one or something like that, be a be a heck of a road trip.
0: Yeah, it really would be. I, I looked up uh, on StatMuse trying to see what your to check the third quarter scoring stuff, Morant ranks fifth in the NBA in third quarter scoring at nine and a half per game. Uh, he, Durant's also at nine and a half, so I guess they're tied for fourth. Uh, can you name the three guys ahead of them in third quarter scoring? Take a guess. Giannis? No. Luca. Yes. Luca averages 10.1 in third quarter. Oh, man. Uh, Joel Embiid. No, good guess. He's right behind Moran at
1: 9.3. Uh, I'm trying to think because, like, Devin Booker's been out for a while, so I don't think it's, it's him.
0: It is him. Devin Booker at 9.9. But the really, leader, I didn't know if
1: he'd be eligible, though. Well, the I, leader, I,
0: I, he's got a number of games in there. He's got 28 games. The leader is Shady
1: Gildress Alexander.
0: It is. Uh, 10.3 third-quarter points per game. I mean that's just crazy. It seems like teams are prioritizing the third quarter. It really does. Uh, Desmond Bain on the list. Uh, I'm guessing it shows me the first. Yeah, it shows me the first 20. I think on StatMuse, Desmond Bain averages 7.3 per third quarter. So they really look to those two in the third. I mean, if they're if he's scoring 7.3 and Morant scoring 9.5, I mean that you know 16.8. They're there. That's about I mean half ish of their points in the third quarter. They really feed those guys in the third, which is I mean. You see it in the NBA where everybody's having their best players take more shots, and I'm hoping that continues to happen here with us, with uh, with Morant, with Bain, and getting Jaren's shot attempts up. That's the only complaint I have with Jaren right now. Speaking of Jaren, I got some notes on him, uh, some, some interesting things. So I looked up plus-minus. I'm always interested in Jaren's like, on-off numbers. I think that tells a pretty interesting story. So I looked up plus-minus. Since December 29th, which was the day that this Grizzlies win streak, uh, win streak started, it beat Toronto on the road, and that's when the whole thing started. Since then, the Grizzlies are flooded the top of the charts at the in total plus minus. But, Contavious caldwell Pope is number one. Plus 119 with him on the court since December 29th. But Jaron is second at plus 118. So in that 10-game stretch, his average plus-minus is 11.8 per game. And some of that can be noisy because you see a lot of Grizzlies players, and that's just really because they're just kicking the mess out of everybody that they play. Mm -hmm. But I went a step further to try to find some different things with Jaren, and I don't know if you're familiar with offensive rating and defensive rating and what those stats are. It's like basically how many points you would score per 100 possessions. The NBA has its, like, highest – offensive, like, average offensive rating ever since they started recording these numbers in the 70s. They started, like, referencing these numbers in the 70s. And this year's average offensive rating, which would also be the average defensive rating, is 113.9. The average offensive rating with Jaron on the court for the Grizzlies is 122. The average defensive rating with him on the court is 102. So with him on the court, they're nine points better than average offensively. With him off the court, they're ten points eleven defensively. So it's it's really yeah it's it's wild to think about the impact that he has. And I got kind of ticked off the other day. I was listening to Zach Lowe. I was listening to his podcast, and I always like Zach Lowe. I respect what he has to say. Um, and Bill Simmons was on with him too, and they both like immediately ruled out. Jaron as an all-star because he hadn't played enough minutes and they were just immediately saying it's because of injury and foul trouble and I'm like wait hold on it's because he doesn't play fourth quarters because they're kicking the mess out of everybody he doesn't it's have to same play the last eight minutes of the game.
1: It's the same thing with Steph, Draymond and Clay in that same year I was talking about they never played the fourth quarter and I guarantee if you, if you go the either per 36 possessions or per 100 which is what everybody goes to because it puts everybody on an even playing field in the league Right. Like yeah. it puts everybody there. Ja, Bane and Jaron and honestly, Stephen Adams. But he yeah. won't get it because it's not flashy. But those three should be all stars. If Draymond, Steph and Clay in that year were all stars, so should the, these three. But they won't be. It'll only be Ja, And it, the excuse will be Jaron fouls out too much, which he has fouled less this year than any other year. In, since he's been in the league, maybe except for his rookie year. And that's just because I don't. I don't think he had the minutes, anyways. I I, I don't know for sure, but I'm assuming this year's the uh, the least amount of fouls he's had per game since he's been in the league. And Bane missed too many games. Like that's what they'll use. They they missed too many games. But yeah. to me, like it it's be. I've, I've heard that. I, I was watching NBA today earlier today, and it was the same thing. Zach Lowe brought it up. They're great, but. Jaron Jackson this year he's got to learn not to foul, and maybe in the playoffs it'll be true that he can't stay on the court. But for right now, that's not an issue. This year he's just not playing because they're destroying everybody.
0: He'd have seven more minutes a game if they were playing competitive games, but they just beat everybody in three quarters and pack it up for the night. They don't. We've had less than like
1: I think we've had less than like twelve or fifteen games that have been crunch time games, which means what's it like um,
0: a two possession or three possession game with less than five minutes left. Five five yeah I think it's five points with five minutes or two. Yeah, something something like that.
1: Yeah, like it's just stupid, like how good they've been this year. And to use that against them is total BS. Use just, their per 36, use their per like if and maybe the coaches will put them in, like if uh cause it is like the starters are or fan vote, and then after that is like Coaches vote or something like that, or player vote, yeah for for the remaining. So maybe he'll get in that way. But I would assume Jaw's the only the only All Star this year.
0: The media just gets behind sometimes, like the the basketball media especially. They're the worst. Like I mean, in my opinion of of the three big sports, baseball, basketball, and football, I think the basketball media is the absolute worst in terms of like this particular thing. Or they just there's a narrative, and then everyone rides that narrative. It's like
1: time, out, have- time out. Baseball media is the worst. You think so? Just strictly the fact of the Hall of Fame stuff.
0: Well, okay. baseball media is the worst. I'm turning. Hey, there's I
1: know what you're saying, but like, baseball is in its own category over here. Then, it, like, baseball media is the worst.
0: I mean, in terms there's of. A- Let's let's break it down. Let's just say awards, like in season awards. I honestly think that baseball media votes fairly for in season awards, like for for regular season no, I awards. I with that. The so, NBA
1: is the worst because it's it's a popularity vote.
0: I should have captured more, more with that. But yeah. it's what it, it just tends to be. Like, hey, this is what Zach Lowe thinks, and we can't like deviate from what Zach Lowe thinks because he's he's the head of the media. I like Zach it's Lowe. I agree with yeah. It's just groupthink, and I like. It's group thing. I kind of pride myself as being someone who doesn't just follow along with it. We're all victims of it at some point. We always end up kind of end up kind of like just jumping in and following along because we're reading opinions from people that we trust. You know, it just it just happens. But it feels like the entire media makes up this whole entire voting population, and they all think the same. How how is that possible? I don't I don't know. It's group thing.
1: It's like the the NBA draft, like the mock draft stuff. It's like. Uh, how how does every media person have the same exact mock draft?
0: Exactly, because they don't
1: do any they don't do any research, or they do they don't not do any, but they do little. They don't know the thirtieth best player in the draft, so they just go, oh well. Here's what uh, Sam Cesini does, and here's what Zach Lowe put, and here's what Gary Parish put, and here's what this guy put, and we'll all just come up with the same top twenty five, and and that's what it'll be.
0: And we sit and listen to all of it, so maybe that makes us maybe that makes us worse. I don't. I don't know. And every
1: year, and every year the Grizzlies reach for a prospect, and that's the dumbest pick they could have made. And they could have gotten him in the early second round, but they don't group think. They go and do what they do, and they take the best player that they think is available on the board.
0: you remember when they drafted Jaron? I know that wasn't Climbing that drafted Jaron, but when they drafted Jaron, it was like you should have taken Trey Young. I. I maybe saw it then, but like right now, would you rather have Jaron, and would you rather have Trey Assuming you don't have so, Ja, I'd rather I have Jaren. Ex-
1: I wasn't expecting this to bring up Trey. but I did see a stat today. There's been 35 players that have shot 250 or more threes so far this season. Mm-hmm. Do you know where Trey Young ranks as far as field, or three-point field goal percentage of those 35 this year? This is supposed to be the next – Steph Curry and the next great three-point shooter. Do you know where he ranks?
0: I would just guess between 30 and 35. So That's uh,
1: yeah, like 32 or 33 out of 35.
0: That's insane. I mean, I but I'm not surprised. There was
1: only two, there was only two guys. There were, so he was 33 because there was only two guys behind him. And I forget exa- who the two were. It'll come to me here in a minute. But I'm like, this was supposed to be the next. He's shooting 32.5% from three this year. That's crazy. Their offense is so
0: brutal, though. Like, watching them, I watched them a little while yesterday uh, against the Heat. And I know the Heat are a decent defensive team. They're not not like special or anything. But I mean, their offense gets so stagnant. My turn, your turn, the ball does not pop around like it should. And like,
1: there's only a handful of guys in the league that can have a usage rate like that and be successful. And it's probably Luka, LeBron, Giannis, and Jokic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. that
1: you can just give the ball to every time down the court and make something happen.
0: Yep. And even them, you can stop them. I mean, and you need any yeah. of players around them for sure. I don't know, man. I, I just – I my feeling is like the, the Grizzlies are once again – they, they they're, they're great, and I think they're – like 538, I, they're not the most reputable thing out there, but they have them as the second most likely team to win the NBA championship, and that's without making any kind of moves or anything. Who's first and, Boston, I'm assuming? Yeah, Boston. Yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah. I think those are the two best teams – like, I, I think Memphis is the best team in the West right now, and I think Boston's the best team in the East. Denver, like, apologies to them. I think they're really good. I think I think they've got a good mix. And Aaron Gordon, man, he is, he is totally in the right spot. Uh, You know, they're, they're in Denver playing with Jokic. They scare <laughs> me
1: just because they slow – you can't speed them up or make them do anything that they don't want to do. Jokic is just a maestro. Him and Luka, like, just how they play the game is so different than anything else with what basketball is now. It's like you can't make them speed up. They're going to do what they want to do. They're going to get to their spot, and they'll just control the game. But I do think in the playoffs, there comes a time where that doesn't work.
0: The difference this year with Jokic is that his supporting cast is awesome. And I I feel like adding the guys they added, like Caldwell Pope, Bruce Brown, uh, a love bone off the bench. I even think DeAndre Jordan plays a nice role for them. Like I mean, they seem to have clearly defined roles on that team and a superstar. like Jokic is going to win MVP again. I think Caldwell Pope is like the most efficient three point shooter this year. I mean, he's tops in plus minus. So there's so much. I mean, right right now and you know, maybe in the last that's what it games. was. He had
1: the highest plus minus, but it, there was something about his three point shooting that he's like one of the top, like on attempts uh, per game and makes. Like he's like one of the most efficient three point shooters in the NBA. Like just crazy, crazy.
0: It's meaningful. I mean, and I I really do think Jokic is going to win MVP. He was like plus two twenty. should yesterday, should. and I, I but like, he I, won't.
1: I don't think he will because of just. Like the same thing that happened with LeBron. LeBron from like 08 to 14 should have won MVP every year. But it's they get MVP tired of fatigue.
0: Yeah, I, I Yeah, there was somebody the other day who said this was on the ringer stuff. And I feel like these, these guys actually have votes. And they're like, I'm not going to vote for him because he didn't do anything he in the already- playoffs last year. And when I hear stuff like that, it's just like, dude, you're not doing your job. It's the your MVP job-
1: of the regular season for this exactly. year. Not what happened last year. Not what happened 10 years ago. It's MVP of this year. This these regular guys season. are clowns.
0: I mean, it just—I hear some of that stuff, and I'm like, "Why? Why are these the people that are making the calls? Like the people rag on the fans for making bad calls all the time, but I'm like, sometimes it's just the, the, the MVP award awards in the NBA in general, especially players now all and the coaches names
1: front office should should vote for it.
0: I agree. At least have a share of it anyway. I'd be. I'd or be like 50 that. like former players do it too. Yeah. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna come back and do random questions before we wrap up the show. All right, back with random questions. We're going to close out the show. We didn't have a better name for this segment, but who needs one? So uh, random questions, segment to be named later or to be named never. Who knows? Couldn't think of one. Asked my wife 15 minutes before the show started. Couldn't think of one. Asked Hunter two minutes before the show started. He's like, yeah, let's just call it random questions. I'm like, all right, we're going to call it random questions. So <laughs> we proudly present random <laughs> questions. <laughs> Yes, sir. All right. All right, am up first? Yeah, you go give me your two questions first. I'm I'm gonna uh I'll just go with whatever the first thing that comes to my head. Hey, and you answer them too, though. I'll answer then you I will, answer your I question.
1: Will answer them. I will answer them. Uh, so my first question is Who is one artist that you haven't seen in concert that you want to see? Your Man, random answer is <laughs> This
0: this is tough. This is this one is tough because I feel like I got three. But I'm 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 going to I'm going to no, give no, you, no, no, you go with 1. Okay. Can not give I'm me 3? It's uh it's Jack White. And uh I want to see I wish I could have seen him as as the White Stripes, but he's got so many other solo things and I, and like when I look at his set list and stuff, he plays stuff from the Raccoon Tours, he plays stuff from the Dead Weather, he plays White Stripes, he plays solo stuff, so he kind of brings it all together and he's just nuts. So I think he'd be yeah. like a really cool show. My runners up were Tyler Childers who honestly, I, I feel like I have a chance to see him and uh, Taylor Swift who I feel like I never have a chance to see. Uh, so
1: does it count that I saw Taylor Swift when she was like 17 years old, open up for George Strait at FedEx Forum?
0: Does it count that I saw her uh, while I was walking through a crowd at the final four in 2008 when I didn't know who she was, but she was playing after hey. three doors down. Yeah. Probably well, not, did I you guess. see her play? I mean, for like a, I didn't know who she was. I heard the teardrops for my guitar song or something like that.
1: So uh, just real quick. So she was out at the lobby of FedEx Forum. Like when you walk up the stairs, like right there in the front where they set up like uh, souvenirs and things like that for concerts or whatever, like merchandise. Sitting there signing autographs. Nobody was there. Man. And I was like, I should have gone and got one just to oh, yeah. like get it. And hopefully one day, like she turns it even autograph on like a t-shirt I probably could sell now and make make oh, money yeah. on, but a napkin. like nobody like nobody near her. She opened up for George Strait, mom and I star, and it was like, oh cool. the Tim McGraw song was like the only thing that anybody oh, yeah. like the only thing she had out. So my uh mine would be it was between two, but it'd be Hardy, Michael Hardy. Okay. Um because he's very like he's got a lot of rock country and i like like the early 2000s rock and he does a lot of like that type of music um and i probably will see him this summer he's up and up from morgan Watlin, which would be my other one um so those are but hardy was my first and then the other one was zach Bryan. But, oh yeah
0: he'd be up there for me too
1: but i don't i don't know how great his shows would be Like i think, I think they'd, they'd be, be great because you know every word and he's just going to get up there and play right but uh, there is something to that too that's kind of like tyler Childers, like you just get up there and you want to hear good music. But I think like Hardy puts on a show, like it's a production. Yeah. So I think that's the reason for, for my answer. All right. Um, my second question. If you, <laughs> if you had to watch reruns of one television show every night for one year, what would it be?
0: This is a tough question. This is a random question. This is a tough question.
1: You can still watch your sports or whatever, but you have to say you have to watch like a couple of episodes a night. Well,
0: Every night. If I'm thinking about it, I feel like it's got to be a comedy. I don't feel like I can get to like a serious show over and over again. Nah. I don't think I can do documentary. I mean, 30 for 30 would be cool, but like, I don't think I can like watch our episodes. I I used and to, once do you get this. to like
1: the 30 of them, you're like, you know, everything.
0: Yeah. I mean, I used yeah. 30 for 30 stops at 30. Um, Ain't no 31. Um, it's got to be a comedy. So I, I think my favorite comedy is probably The Office. Um, I used to actually do this with How I Met Your Mother back in the day when we used to have like DVDs and stuff. When people actually had discs, our kids are not going to understand any of this stuff, man. They're like, <laughs> what is a DVD? <laughs> like, it's going no gonna, clue, no clue. MP3. They get pissed off when those. commercials
1: come on on YouTube and they're I like, know, "You can nuts. skip them in five seconds."
0: It's insane. Skip ad now. Yeah, come on. Want to watch it? Uh. Yeah, I I would go The Office. Parks and Rec would be close behind. Ted Lasso is up there. I know you haven't watched that one, but it's one I've. It's only two seasons of it, so I like need some more. But yeah, I I go The Office. It's it's pretty easy for me. The Office. What about
1: you? So mine would be because I've I've done this for like ten years now as friends. Like that's, yeah, I, I can turn it on at exactly. any time it plays on in the background. I can, I can, like I think for some people it'd be Seinfeld, like very similar. Yeah, It's gotta be something that's got enough seasons. Right. Yeah. And enough episode, like friends, you could watch two episodes a night for four months. <laughs> like it'd be oh, yeah. forever before you finished it. So that'd be mine. Yeah, another one would be, uh, and probably cause mom and dad did this forever was how I met or not. How met, uh, everybody loves
0: Raymond. Yeah. That dude, every day. Every yeah. day, like how do you watch the same thing every night? Like, Another runner up with me,
1: because I did this as a kid, would be Sanford and Sons. That's still one of my all time favorites, the Sanford. And really,
0: Sons. I, I, so I could, live yeah. with you forever. I did not know that. Like it
1: came on channel thirty at ten o'clock every night, and that's what I watched.
0: Mama's family came on uh Fox thirteen. I used to watch. Yeah, that. Mama's
1: family I, used to come on all the time.
0: That seventy show. One, there's a, a there's the a day. few
1: of them that like Family Guy, The Simpsons. Like, uh, yeah, we watched some family, South, guy, South Park, like all those, like I could probably do, but friends is like, at least has a little bit of a story to it. So that would be mine.
0: Yeah. I feel like you rewatch friends enough. Like you, you, you get the feelings every time I used to get that with how I met your mother back in the day. I mean, the, you get, you feel the vibes from it and stuff, which is, which yeah. is fun. Um, that's a, that's a good question. You know what I didn't know? I thought of why you were talking was big bang theory. I think I've done that a couple yeah. of times or. Like there's eleven seasons of it, I think, where it's like it's it's not my favorite, but it's one you can kind of watch and do other stuff in the yeah. background, kind of forget it's on. And there's yep, so many absolutely. of it. So it's in the, it's it would be in the conversation. It wouldn't be my final pick, but in the conversation. All right. Uh which here's my two. First one, which athlete do you think would make the best pro wrestler? And I'm gonna I'm gonna couch it. I'm gonna say you cannot pick MMA fighters or boxers. Or like That's you, fine. You can't pick like Logan Paul. Like, you know. I got mine. All right, go for Draymond it. Green. Oh, Draymond Green. Oh, man, that's a good one. I like that. That's easy. I that's like easy. that.
1: Draymond Green. He can talk. He's got, like, he would be an unbelievable heel. Like, oh, man. Unbelievable. He already yeah, is Draymond one. Green. Yeah, Draymond Green. Uh, that would be easy. I, I thought for the longest time, Rob Gronkowski, and then he tried to do it, and he was terrible. Oh. So, yeah, Draymond clumsy. Green.
0: He was clumsy. Yeah. Uh, Like, jaw talks enough. Could he do it? I don't know. He's hey, not a great
1: funny f- thing about John ja is, uh, you know, we got the WWE two K 22 or whatever the newest one is. And you can do like download a creator wrestler. And mm-hmm. we got ja John on there. So Jackson and he's to play with John ja on there all the time. And then, <laughs> whoever created him? did the Shotzi Blackheart <laughs> like entrance. So oh my he's gosh! Riding a, he's riding a tank, but then he does all this like girly, like walking. Oh my stuff. gosh. It's hilarious.
0: Hey, get him hitting the gritty. I, I was pulling up in the neighborhood today, and there was a kid walking with his mom, and they're all walking. And the kids are like, doing the gritty while he's walking. Jackson it, and Easton, tried to do it every day. I hate it. I hate the. It was fun last year. It looks old. like
1: it looks like Mike Isseyki doing the gritty. Is what yeah. Jackson and Easton
0: look like. <laughs> that's about right. All right. So, I, so what's yours? I I kind of think Anthony Edwards would be great at it. Um. Yeah, that's he's kind of got that personality, and he's big. Um. You know, that's a, not a good reason, but like, I mean he he's like he'll talk like that dude will talk yeah and i think he's athletic enough to be like to do some cool moves and stuff if you actually taught him and he's funny like he's legitimately funny uh travis and or jason kelsey could do it too their podcast is great man and they're, they're it's they're, really good it's really it's really so funny they, they another keep, one don't know how awkward they are but that, that would be pretty good I'm another one because
1: he, he actually loves wrestling as george kittle
0: Oh, I, actually yeah. think, I didn't think about him. Actually, He'd be good.
1: I actually think he'll do it after he's done playing football.
0: He'd be great. He'd be awesome at it. Yeah. Um, all right. Last one. I don't know if this one's as fun, but which active NBA player do you think would make a great future coach?
1: I really haven't looked at these at all.
0: This one's hard. Uh, this one's hard.
1: I- I didn't know what your questions were.
0: I didn't have an answer when I wrote it down.
1: Probably a couple years ago I would have said Chris Paul, but I feel like there's something about like his teams just blowing up after a couple years of him yeah. being there that is yeah. that's pretty weird. Um Man, the obvious one, but the his problem, the obvious one's LeBron cuz I think his IQ's so good like well beyond anybody else's in the NBA. But I think he would get frustrated that people couldn't do what he wanted them to do. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like the Penny thing at Memphis. Like, I think that's a real thing with Penny at Memphis. Like, they can't do what he wants them to do.
0: And so he gets frustrated by
1: it. Um, Man, that's a tough one.
0: It's usually point guards, isn't it? I mean, it's it tends to be guards. That would be the
1: – yeah. Um, but, man, the point guard positions change so much over the – like, it's not like the go out and pass the ball and make – like run play, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're more athletic, like scoring guards. Now, who do you, who do you think? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to go through the, go through my head here. Um,
0: My first <laughs> thought was Tyus Jones. It's um, a good one. And I'm probably just, you know, spoiled from watching him, but I see the way he is with Kennedy and yeah. I I don't know it kind of strikes me as being one of those things that yeah, he could do it. Like he could totally do it. I could, I could I yeah. could see him doing it. I just he's good at taking the young guys under his wing. Um Man, that's a tough one. Conley? Is he yeah, patient Conley, enough? I, he's man, kind of I, I don't know if he's I got I don't the,
1: know. I think he's too quiet though. Although yeah. he, he did like some preseason games. What was it like 5 years ago they
0: let him let him uh, coach the coach the games. Um, you're listening to Danny Green talk, you'd think he might do it. Uh, I've gone all Grizzlies related kind of stuff. Uh, with, with CJ these. McCollum, oh man, he's he's such a I, I, I just it's not a good reason to decide it, but I, I feel like when you listen to somebody talk, that makes a difference. Like, he's he's great, he's a great communicator. And I think the way the culture changed in New Orleans once he got there, I think McCollum's a really good answer. I like that one, and uh. This may be only because his dad is a coach, is an assistant coach, but Jalen Brunson. Um, yeah, I was thinking that one too. Kind of that, like make the most out of what you have kind of deal. But, you know, right answer is probably somebody like Raul Neto or you know, some <laughs> random guy. Look, I think the obvious <laughs> one, like
1: back in the day, like even though it didn't work out, like Steve Nash, Jason Kidd, like Kid's working out now, but Milwaukee was terrible. And Nash, I think he would – do okay. I think that no, was just know. a no win. I think that was a no win situation for what it was at the time. Like he just, I don't know. But yeah, the it's got to be a point guard. But man, that that's a tough one. Like that's like a, I said, I, really I think the question. obvious with IQ is LeBron or Chris Paul. But I think over the past couple of years, especially with Chris Paul, is like, is he really like a good leader, or is it? Yeah, I don't, don't know. Don't.
0: Could Rondo do it? He's is he even still playing? I don't even know if he's still playing. I don't
1: think he's still playing anymore. He seems like one, one of those
0: guys, kind of like cerebral type guys. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't. Ricky Rubio. That's a dumbest thing I ever said. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. That's a that's a thinker. I'm gonna keep thinking on that one. Maybe I'll maybe I'll get an answer for the next show. You know what'd be a, a decent one? What's that?
1: And I can't stand the guy. And maybe it's totally this would be ridiculous, but Patrick Beverly.
0: Oh my God! If he was my coach, I'd punch him in the throat. Like,
1: but I think for like a certain like like that Minnesota team last year, like he was perfect. Like they listened to everything yeah. he said. So if it's like a young team, they would just eat up everything he says. And like he's like a Tony Allen type, where he watches a lot of film. He knows what the guy he's guarding is going to do. Like, but I think like older guys, like like an older team, they would just be like, nah. Like <laughs> Who's this a year good- with LA.
0: Like I'm, I'm just thinking of the. There's a lot of former players that are coaching, obviously, but a lot of them, like, not many of them, are good players. You know, it it, it tends to be guys yeah. who weren't that good. Like Kid is obviously really good, the exception, yeah. But like, Darvin Ham, he was known for his his dunks and nothing else. He never he never really played, and I mean, it's a lot of guys like of that ilk who you know, maybe you played a little, but like your best coaches are dudes who didn't play in the NBA. Taylor Jenkins. Um Ooh, you know who might be a good one? Spolster,
1: Udonis right. Haslam.
0: Man, dude. I
1: would lo- That's I basically would... what he's, he's – He's basically a been an assistant the... coach for four or five years now.
0: Okay, let me make it clear. I, it, would you – a coach in the NBA, not the big three. He'd be a really good big three coach.
1: Yeah. But I think, like, there's something for, like, if somebody – they're just keeping him around for culture. Like, there's a reason –
0: that's so. You know what I mean. Too. I mean, culture matters. So yeah. you can get somebody that buys in like that. Yeah, it matters. And with as many assistants, like I mean, all all them uh, quarter zip crew that they have now, like you don't, you probably don't have to be an amazing coach if you have enough people around you who know what they're doing. It's uh, Like Damon
1: Stoudemire, like who would have thought? Like you know what I mean? There's all kinds of guys that get
0: into it. Yeah. I, I'll say Jalen Brunson's sure. my final answer. I don't know why, but seems like a kind of guy who, who ends up being a good coach. My final
1: so, answer would be like. It'd be LeBron.
0: I like it. I like it. I'd play for him. I'd play for him. All right. We always talk about having uh, shows go, you know, 30, 45 minutes. And here we are in an hour and 20 minutes. It just It's always good talking to you. Love doing this. Anything you want to say before we get out of here?
1: No. Well, uh, I guess we didn't really do a preview for the, the games this, this uh, weekend, but I will be in Memphis this weekend for – Unfortunate reasons, but I'll be there. So maybe we could do like a quick one Friday night because I'll not that you know this already or you probably don't know this, but I'm staying at your house this weekend. So, oh, OK, uh, <laughs>
0: we'll get the air ma- we'll put the air match so, in the background.
1: So maybe we could uh, we do go. our first one together in the same house.
0: That'll work. I'm good with it. Yeah, we'll, we'll test do it a out quick, a before.
1: <laughs> quick 20 minute preview of the playoffs or the so division in
0: 45. Probably. That's how it goes.
1: <laughs> eh, we can we can knock it out.
0: right? <laughs> that's what she said all right peace and love let's get out of here as uh as
1: i tell grady peace out girl scout he says peace out squirrel scout i like it squirrel scout
0: peace out squirrel scouts (laughs) thanks everyone